Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our December Bible study. I'm so excited about tonight's topic. It is really, truly something that has been heavy on the Holy Spirit's heart, and that is raising kingdom-minded children, intentional discipleship. Um, and so one of the things that the Lord had me do just in in response to the heaviness that um, that he placed on my heart with regards to this topic is that the Holy Spirit downloaded a companion or complementary resource for parents, and that's natural parents or spiritual parents, mentors, um, loved ones who are, you know, pouring into investing and equipping children, aunts, godfathers, godmothers. I mean, just whatever your role is, if you're connected to children, there's an opportunity to disciple them. There's an opportunity to ensure that they delight themselves in the word of God, that they are firmly rooted in the word of God. And so I'm just excited tonight to really just minister to you what God has just placed on my heart in this season regarding discipling our children. And I have had the honor and privilege this season of, of pouring into a small group of our youth. And I am just in awe at how God is using them. I mean, they have such thought-provoking questions. They want to study the word weekly. They want to ensure that our Bible studies are, are they're texting me if I'm not starting Bible study at six o'clock. I mean, there is a hunger and a thirst in our youth that the Lord is going to ensure is filled. And that is where we come in as parents, as, as, as believers who are connected to children, whether it's our children or someone else's children. And we're not just talking about children, um, teaching children within the church. We're talking about our role as parents, um, teaching our own children and raising our own children to be kingdom minded and not worldly minded to ensure that although they are in the world, that they will not be of the world. And so before I get into all of what God has shared with me, I'm just going to open this up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for tonight, Father. I thank you for just the fact that you're bringing this topic up yet again, Lord. I know that it is a topic that has come up throughout this year, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you really, really allow us as parents, Lord, to really catch hold of what you are saying to us tonight, Lord, to really catch hold of what you are seeking to do through us, Lord, through our children, Father, whether they are our natural children, our spiritual children, Lord, whether we are connected to them by blood, Lord, or or they are neighbors or they're our neighbors' children, whatever it is, Lord, I pray, Father, that each and every one of us, Lord, who listens to this study or who is here tonight, I pray, Lord, that we walk away with a newfound desire and a fresh fire to really invest our time and our resources into our children, that we don't feel overwhelmed, Father, or discouraged by, by Bible studies and, 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 and different teachings because we don't feel like we have what it takes, Lord. You have everything everything that we need, Lord. So we seek you tonight for wisdom, Lord. We seek you tonight for approaches, Lord. We seek your face tonight for divine strategies, Lord, and how best to, to, to raise our children up in the way that they should go, Father. Because we know, Lord, that even when they get old, Lord, even when the world tries to send them to and fro, Lord, that they will not depart from what they knew, Lord. Even if a season comes where it looks like they're lost, Lord, that they will always find their way back to you, Father. Father God, I just thank you. Thank you for this time tonight in your presence, Lord. It is in your precious and mighty name that I pray. Amen. 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 So yeah, so this is a, a, a topic, oh my goodness, that is, is really just so heavy on my heart. And I'm so excited to really share what God has shared with me because I believe it is 
it is critical to what God is doing in this next season in our youth. Um, and it, it really aligns with just so many of the other things that the Lord has revealed to me or shared with me about what's happening in this season that we're entering into. And I want to just start with one of the things that the Lord placed on my heart that I shared in the Women of Grace email when I talked about this study. And that was, you know, the Lord really said that if we do not teach our children who they are in him, it opens up the door for the enemy to put a question mark where there should be a period. I want to say that again, because I feel like there's so much weight to that. There's so much meat to that. And I'm going to actually unpack that tonight. And the Lord said, if we do not teach our children who they are in him, it opens up the door for the enemy to put a question mark where there should be a period. Now we know in the natural, a period represents the end of a represents the end of a statement, right? So our children should know without a doubt who they are, period. Who they are should not be a question. Their identity should not be a question. Whether they were born male or female should not be something that they question. Whether they identify as, as, as male or female should not be something that they question. That when our children are, are not rooted and grounded in the word of God, that it creates an opening for the enemy to come and begin to plant seeds in our children's head that begin to create questions big questions that the world feeds, questions about who they are, questions about their worth, questions about um, they, you know, what they're worthy of, questions about their abilities, questions about their desires, questions about whether they're good enough. I mean, all of these questions. And so it is such a profound statement when the Lord says that when we don't do our part to train up our children, right, in the way that they should go, that it really truly just creates this opening. And we know we know, we know, we know that the enemy, all he needs is a small crack and he's going to slither right on in because that's what slithering serpents do. And so I pray that what I share tonight is going to put a period in our lives as parents for any questions that we may have in terms of how best to disciple our children, right? What's the importance of it? Why we don't have time, especially now, like it's so much going on and there's so much happening and, and we have virtual school and we're trying to do meetings and we're trying to do all of these things. And God is saying, listen, you can do all things through me. I can give you the strength. I can give you the wisdom. I can give you the strategy. If any of us lacks wisdom, we can go to the Lord. We can ask him for wisdom and he will give it to us liberally, generously, some translations say, without reproach, which means without finding fault, that he's not going to wave his finger and say, oh, here she comes again, asking me for more wisdom, or here he comes again, asking me for more wisdom. No, the Lord desires us as parents and as believers and as, as parents who are raising up our children in the word of God for us to seek him for wisdom and the things that we do not know, to seek him for strategies in the areas for which we cannot ourselves come up with anything for the life of us to be able to implement, to be able to do whatever it is that the Lord is asking us to do. And in this season, in this particular lesson, it is for us to disciple our children. It is for us to teach our children who they are in Christ. It is for us to teach them about the Lord. It is for us to make sure that they understand who they put their hope in, to make sure that they understand they're not living to please the world. They're not living to please the world, that they are living to please the Lord. And that doesn't even require 
them to jump through hoops because it doesn't require works per se. So just just implementing a, a, a study or a, a, a daily or weekly um, teaching that will really truly nourish your children spiritually. Because what I have known and seen personally that it is not enough to send them to the room with the Bible. It's not enough to send them to kids church or Sunday school on Sundays and then don't pick up the book, um, the book of the Lord Monday through Saturday. We are relying on the church to teach our children. We are relying on a sermon to teach our children. We are relying on an online pastor or, or, or a preacher to teach our children. When it is us, it is our responsibility to steward everything that the Lord gives us well. And that includes the gift of motherhood. That includes the gift of parenting. That includes the gift of being able to raise up our children. Our children are gifts and we are to steward everything from the Lord as to bring as though it, it's it's um, in order to bring glory to the Lord's name. And so that requires action on our part as parents. And again, I know we're thinking this is overwhelming. And that is just the enemy that convinces us that it, it's so overwhelming to do. And that is the beauty and the blessing in that complimentary or what I'm calling a companion resource, because in that resource, it truly shows you um, us as parents, it identifies fun, daily or weekly, practical ways to delight in the word of God with your children. So we're talking about things that we can do over breakfast. We're talking about things that we can do over lunch. We're talking about things we can do in the car as we're running errands because we know we live in a hustle and flow society. We're going from one meeting to another, one extracurricular activity to another, the grocery store to here, to the cleaners, to that, to this. We're always on the go. And that's okay. There's an opportunity to have on-the-go Bible study. There's an opportunity to have on-the-go Bible trivia. There's an opportunity to have on-the-go sermon, um, not sermon, excuse me, on-the-go scripture uh, memorization. There's so many ways that we can build in this time with our children and the word of God that this companion resource really identifies some of those ways. It's not an exhaustive list, meaning the Lord didn't list each and every single way because it is up to us as parents to go before the Lord and ask the Lord for the wisdom and the grace and the strength and the discipline and, and, and just the insight into how he would see fit for us to train up our children in the word of God, because our children um, are not a one size fits all when it comes to teaching. So we have to identify that which works best for our own children. If they're more of a visual um, learner, then you'll know you'll need Bible trivia cards or Bible fun facts or something like that. If they're more of a... Um, if they're more of a writer, right, or they enjoy learning through just listening, then you know there's an opportunity to put on the Version Bible app. There's an opportunity for the, the word of God to be playing in the car. There's an opportunity for, uh, instead of listening to music, for um, a, a Bible, uh, a Bible, um, a, a, a Bible um, um, audio to be, to just be being read aloud. So there's so many things that can really truly be done to, to ensure that we train up a child. And I, and I keep on emphasizing that scripture because Proverbs 22, 6 is really the scripture that we should really, really, truly 
um, focus on in terms of training up our children. And just, again, it is training them up in the way that they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it, rooted and grounded in the word of God that they may get lost, but the word of God endures forever. So those things which are built on the word of God can withstand life storms, right? So we would like to there's uh, an Old Testament scripture that the Lord really just brought to my to my heart as I was preparing for this lesson. And it is uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter six, uh, verses six through seven. And, you know, I love what I love about the Old Testament is that we it is there's a wealth of wisdom in the Old Testament that is often disregarded because we say, oh, it's it, we're under a new covenant covenant. Oh, we're under a new covenant. But the Old Testament is still a source of great wisdom. And we should not disregard anything in the Bible. It, it, it is still sacred. It is still living and powerful. Yes, we are under a new covenant. But Old Testament scripture is so rich in wisdom and knowledge. And so what the scripture says is, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. So this scripture is reminding, even in the Old Testament, when they were still under the Mosaic law, which we are no longer under, there was still a command to make sure that you were committing yourselves to those commands of the Lord, but not just committing them for yourselves and committing to knowing them for yourselves, but that you must ensure that you are teaching your children to obey those commands, that you are teaching your children to, to wholeheartedly commit to those commands that, that, that you're talking about them. And it specifically says when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up, that's, that, that command still remains the same for us today, that although we don't have to talk about the commandments, we still want to ensure that we are reading the word of God, sharing that with our children, talking about that when we have an opportunity when we're at home, talking about that when we're on the road, um, talking about that and praying through some of the scriptures and having conversations before bedtime and as part of the morning uh, routine. And so again, you will find a lot of those fun and daily and practical tips in that companion resource where there's an opportunity to have a new nighttime routine. There's an opportunity to build in less TV time and 30 minutes of devotional before bedtime, where there's an opportunity for you to allow you and your child to have this, your child, your children, your family, to have this morning devotional time that maybe you didn't have before. Maybe everyone was in their own rooms doing their own thing in the morning, but this is an opportunity to cultivate a new level of fellowship and gathering in the name of the Lord in your home. And I can tell you this, I can't promise much. I say this all the time. I can only share with you what I have personally witnessed, what I have personally uh, experienced. And that is when you set a new routine of morning devotional time, morning prayer time, um, weekly Bible study, or even bedtime uh, Bible study or discussions. And it doesn't need to be hours. It can be 15 minutes. It can be like a bedtime sprint or a scripture sprint where you have a one scripture and you, you read it aloud and you, you talk about it together as a family. It can be you wake up in the morning and there's an opportunity for the family to select a new version devotional. And then every morning, the family can come together and read that devotional and talk through each question or, 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 
or insight or revelation or whatever it is that the devotional has at the end to be discussed, that there's an opportunity to do that as a family. So what you're doing in that moment is you're cultivating this daily habit of getting into the scripture as family, but you're also cultivating a new level of fellowship. You are showing your children the importance. We are showing our children the importance of gathering as a family over the word of God. And let me tell you what we are emulating, right? What we are or displaying, I should say, is what they will emulate down the road. That in their own families, they will see these things and they will remember these things, these routines and these traditions, right? And these these moments that, that that will become near and dear to them, that if you break them, they will have a problem because they become a part of who they are and you will see history repeat itself. So when we become serious and intentional about discipling our children, it is truly going to be a gift that keeps on giving. What do I mean when I say that? When we invest our time and our efforts and our resources into discipling and, and delighting in the word of God with our children. So that doesn't mean just reading, but also modeling that which we are reading. So we're talking about prayer. We're talking about walking in love and forgiveness and kindness that we too are modeling that, right? And when we don't model that, we're we're going before the Lord, we're repenting. And we're also, if there's an opportunity, speaking to our child about that. Speaking to, to, to our children about some of the things that, you know what, mommy's still struggling in this area, but I'm in prayer and I'm asking the Lord for his wisdom and, and his guidance. Having these conversations with our children is what is helping them have a fuller understanding of what it means to be on this spiritual journey and what all it entails. We have to bring our children along for this journey. We are doing them a disservice when we are separating our spiritual life from their, from our time with them, when we are separating our intimate time with the Lord from our quiet time with them, from our quiet time with our family. Yes, we should have our personal time, absolutely, especially as a mom, as a single mom, even as wife. Even as a wife, you want to have your personal time with the Lord, but you also want to have your time with the family. You want to have your devotional time with your children. And so I wanted to just highlight a few things that have, that have happened in the last few years that the Holy Spirit has brought to my attention when we talk about some of what we're seeing happening in the world, in our youth, in today's society. And we know that the natural and the spiritual are connected. So when there is a malfunction spiritually, we will begin to see that in the natural, right? When everything is where it is, where it's supposed to be in the spiritual, right? We're spiritually rooted and grounded. Our children are spiritually rooted and grounded. We will begin to see less um, of what we're seeing now in terms of the youth violence, the spirit of murder, and, and, and just some of the spirit of perversion. So youth violence is actually now a global public health problem. So they're talking about bullying. They're talking about fighting. They're talking about severe sexual and physical assault. 42% of the total number of homicides that occur, that occur in each year occur in our youth between the ages of 10 to 29 years of age. That is 42% of the total number of um, homicides globally each year. The Lord also highlighted that spirit of suicide amongst our youth. We've seen an increase in suicide death rates among persons aged 10 to 24 for the United States between the years of 2016 and 2018. 
Why am I sharing these stats? What am I saying here? I am saying that we are oftentimes reactive to what is happening in, 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 our, in the lives of our youth, whether it's our own children, whether it's the children in the world, whether it's children that are in our community, whether it's children that we teach at school, we are reactive when we should be proactive. And what does that mean exactly? It means there is an opportunity to teach them about the, 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 the spirit of love, to teach them about the love of God, to teach our children what it means to walk in the love of God, about forgiveness, to, to ensure that their spirit in their hearts and their bodies aren't being perverted, to close any doors to sexual assault, to not even allow those seeds to be planted, to watch what our children are watching, to be mindful of what our children are doing on social media, to be mindful that, that, that the more time they spend watching TV, that we aren't monitoring is the more opportunities and the more openings that we allow the enemy to slide into. That we don't even understand as parents when we put them in front of the TV because we feel like we just don't have the time and we're not monitoring what they're doing on TV or on YouTube or on social media. We're giving them accounts at eight and nine and we're not understanding that social media is perverted. That television, even some of the Disney show, perverted that we have to be so intentional about parenting in this society, that we have to be serious about teaching, investing, and equipping our children with the word of God, that we're showing them not to be conformed to the patterns and the thoughts and the ways of this world, that we are showing them what it looks like to be of the world. We are showing them what it looks like just to be in the world, that they know the difference, that they know what it looks like to be in a room full of children who are doing the wrong thing, but it's okay for them to be the only child in that room who's standing up for what is right who's speaking up for the person that they're bullying, that we are raising our children to be spiritual leaders of their generation, to be trailblazers. They're only gonna be trailblazers if they have full confidence in who they are in Christ because they don't have a desire to fit in with any children of the world, to fit in or conform to anything that the world is telling them that should, they should be because they know without a doubt there's a period at the, at the sentence that says they are fearfully and wonderfully made, period. There's no question mark there for them. The Lord began to tell, tell me that as parents, we invest more in their wardrobe than we do in their spirits. I think I almost fell out of my chair, fell out the bed, got back up, and I went, wow, God, you are really not playing with us in this season as parents. And I am here for it, Lord. Whatever you need to do to shake us up, Lord, whatever you need to do to stir us up, Lord, I am so here for it, Father, because we have souls, little souls, some of us even teenage, some of, some of us even have teenagers and we may feel like they're too far gone. The Lord says they are not too far gone, that it is never too early, that it is never too late to, to, to begin to sit our children down and say, you know what, as of tonight over dinner, we're doing Bible study. As of tonight, I don't care where you think you're going to be as long as you're under my roof and under my house that every week we're going to gather as a family. We have to put our foot down. We cannot allow our kids to tell us what they do or do not want to do when it comes to us discipling them, when it comes to us having this, this, this time with them that is so critical to their spiritual development. And so it's really just 
it really is just critical that we take the time to nourish and feed our children. And when the Lord spoke the seed about our wardrobe, I began to think about how many pairs of Jordans and other tennis shoes and things that we bought our children. And, 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 and we've invested so much money and so much resources in their wardrobe and, and making sure they're fly. But if they're wearing the best clothes and they don't even know who they are, how much how positive is that? How much of an impact is that on their soul? We have to be kingdom minded. We have to be heavenly minded. We have to be focused on their souls. We have to be focused on the souls of our children. It's so critical that we take the time to nourish and feed our children because out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So what we allow our children to consume is what we will see them regurgitate. I want to say that again, because this ties right back to that piece about just putting them in front of the TV, just allowing them to scroll on their phones all day on social media, not monitoring what they're doing, not taking the time to talk to them about what they're seeing on the TV, what they're seeing on their social media, not taking the time to develop and cultivate a strong relationship with them where they can communicate with us about some of the challenges that they're having. And then we wonder why they grow up to be a pawn in the enemy's hand. It requires action on our part. It is certainly not easy. The weeks are long. I know I am doing a million things. It is only by the grace of God. And it is truly that his grace is sufficient and that his power is made perfect in our weakness, that I am able to juggle all things and still able to have a, a Bible study, a formal Bible study with the youth and also just on the go Bible study, just conversations in passing. It's really easier than what we think. But what we allow our children to consume is what we will see them repeat and restate, is what we will see them model. So if we do not begin to feed them the word of God, then they are going to be fed the things of the world. And the ways of the world are perverse. The ways of the world are filled with lust. The ways of the world are filled with sexual perversion. The ways of the, of the world are filled with identity crisis. The ways of the world are filled with that spirit of suicide because it's connected to their self-worth, which is low because they don't know who they are in Christ. So they're not sure if they're a boy or a girl, whether they like boys or girls, because they really don't know who they are in Christ. The Lord also spoke of the importance of covering our children in prayer. Prayer. So again, going back to that proactive versus reactive piece, as parents, we are asking for prayer for our children after they've encountered trouble, illness, challenges, as opposed to actively and proactively covering our children. Praying without ceasing is scripture and it is critical. It is not something that we put on our wall. It is not something that we highlight in our Bible, but as parents, as believers, as Christians, it is something that we should walk in praying without ceasing. And I have to recommend a small but power packed book for parents. And it's from one of my favorite authors, Mark Battison. And it is called Praying Circles Around Your Children. And it is really, truly a powerful, powerful book that I had the opportunity to read about a year and a half ago. And it really, truly changed the way that I um, prayed and covered um, Ava, which is my daughter. And it really, I mean, I now have a, an entire area on my prayer wall that is specific to covering her. 
that my prayer wall is color coded prayers for my children, prayers for other people's children, intercession prayers, prayers for my marriage, my future marriage, um, answer prayers. I mean, praying without ceasing is critical. We have to pray actively, specifically, and be proactive in our prayer game when it comes to not just our children, but just people in general. But tonight's lesson is about our children. And I have seen the Lord do a mighty work in Ava after cultivating that prayer life specific to her. We want to see our children change, take it to the Lord in prayer. We want to see our children's behaviors transformed, feed them the word of God. Begin to study topics that um, are relevant to the areas where you want them to grow in. I want to say that again. Begin to study topics together, scriptures, characters that are relevant to the direction that you want them to go in. Instead of talking to them about who they should become and who they should be and how they should act, begin to show them characters in the Bible that model courage. Begin to show them women and men in the Bible that model bravery, that model boldness, that model obedience. And, and then begin to see a transformation in their behavior that the book of Romans tells us that we are renewed by the reading of the word, that our minds are renewed. That, that's, that's the same for our children. If we wanna change their mindset from being worldly to, to being kingdom minded, then we have to change what they're looking at, what they're reading, what they're consuming, right? What are we feeding them? Are they being fed things of the world? Even our teenagers, are they, are they scrolling through the shade room, right? Are they scrolling through all of these other worldly, worldly sites, but, but have no word of God in them? They don't have a Bible, but they own every video game. Our teenagers have every shoe that's out, but they don't own a prayer journal. They don't know what it means to pray. They don't know what it means to seek the face of the Lord. It is time, it is time, it is time for us as parents to really truly step into this role as disciples and as teachers, whether we feel like we are equipped or not, whether we feel like we have this gift of teaching or not. Again, the I, I emphasize on we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That if we need the wisdom, that we will go to the Lord and he will give it to us. That if we want some assistance in trying to carve out the time that I, that you want, go to the Lord and ask him to show you areas where you can uh, shuffle the deck. Where you and your children can implement just a, a brief amount of time in his presence to start. And the Lord will meet you guys right there. It doesn't need to be two hours in his presence. It doesn't need to be two hours reading the word of God. That if you implement even 15 minutes in the morning or 15 minutes before bedtime, that you will begin to see. I, I promise you that even in a week, you will begin to see the level of excitement and the level of just fervency and passion and desire that your children will have. And even if they kick and scream for the first week and say, we don't want to do this, that it won't even matter because as parents, we are responsible for our children. So we have to put our foot down when it comes to implementing spiritual um, activities, when it comes to implementing devotion time and prayer time, that our children are not going to uh, run and rule us in our households, that that is out of order that that is out of order.
that that is out of order. So we are going to, as parents, just step into that role of disciples and teachers in this season. And I believe the Lord is going to show us that when we do our part, that we are going to see such a change, such a transformation in our children, that we are going to begin to see a light uh, radiating from them, that we are going to begin to see fire or sparks ignited where there once was none where there once was darkness, where there once was depression, where there once was heaviness, where there once was sadness. So many of our young children are battling anxiety and depression. That is the enemy. That is the enemy. So we are snatching our children back out of the hands of the enemy. This is for some parent who feels like their child has fallen by the wayside. Their teenager is to the point of no return. We are snatching our children back from the hands of the enemy that he tried it, the weapons formed, but I am here to just speak over someone tonight and tell you that those weapons shall not prosper that you are going to get back into position, that you are going to get back on your knees, that if your teenager is still in your home, that you are going to put your foot down tonight and let him or her know and let the family know and, and, and speak to your husband and let you guys come up with a plan for those that are married, submit to your husband's leadership. So I pray that this is something that you share with him so that you and your husband can come up with a plan together on implementing a strategy. Mm a strategy for training up your children. This is a snatch back season. Hallelujah. What that means is we are snatching our children back from the grips of the enemy. Hallelujah. That, that means that what, what once looked dark and bleak in terms of the outcome of our children's lives, that we are now going to see light, that we are going to return to our knees, that we're going to begin to intercede for our children, that even if the children are similar in the home, that we are going to begin to cultivate a weekly or daily habit of seeking God together, of praying, of reading, whatever it is that the Lord is really placing on your heart, even right now as I minister, that those things are going to in turn begin to break some things off of your children in the household. And in turn, it'll even break some things off of the, the, the family, some of the generational things, hallelujah, that oftentimes just our obedience and coming together as a family and gathering as a family and praying and reading that there's something that's going to be done in that household, in that atmosphere, that people are going to step into that home and they are going to know that you guys have ushered in the presence of God. Hallelujah, that we are going to walk into a new year with a new strategy, that we are going to be intentional about discipling our children. And one of the prayers that the Holy Spirit gave me that, I, that was in, in, um, inspired by praying circles around um, your children by Mark Batterson that I pray over Ava daily is Luke chapter two, verse 52. And it is a scripture that reads, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. That is one of the daily prayers that I pray over Ava, that Ava grows in wisdom and stature and in favor with both God and man. And there's so many others that we can begin to pray over our children, even as we're teaching them the word of God, that we will begin to see a transformation occur in our children, in our families, in our households, that is going to trickle out and into our communities, that we're going to begin to tell our neighbors about what we're doing. And our neighbors are going to say, hey, we're going to come over and let us join you, that it is going to become a, a so impactful that people are going to seek you out 
for strategies for discipling their children, because that's what happens when we they become serious about, about implementing these strategies within our own household that is never about us, that it's always about those that are connected to us. So tonight in this moment, I pray, pray, pray that this message really just fills your heart, encourages your heart, and even convicts you as, it's, as necessary because conviction is healthy. Conviction is the Lord's way of pricking your heart. It is the Lord's way of saying, yes, this is an area that I want you to seek me for. This is an area where I may have been speaking to you about. So if there's an, a, an opportunity or a need for you to repent for being disobedient or for maybe even rebelling against what God has, has already asked you to do, then there's an opportunity to get on your knees tonight and just ask the Lord for his forgiveness. And just like that, tossed in the sea of, of just forgiveness, right? It's, it's, he's, <laughs> he, doesn't even, he doesn't even hold it against us. Tossed in the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't even hold it against us. Hallelujah. 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 So I just pray, pray, pray. Mm, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Forgetfulness. prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this lesson, Lord. I thank you for this study, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing through this word tonight, Father. I thank you for allowing every word that you have spoken, Father, to set out <laughs> to accomplish that which you have already purposed it to do, Father, that every word that has been spoken through me, Lord, that it is going to reach that person, that parent, that natural parent, that mentor, that individual to whom you have set out for it to reach, Lord, that it is not going to return void, Father. I thank you, thank you, thank you that we are going to begin to see a, an influx of parents implementing uh, Bible studies and prayer time and devotional time, Lord, that we're going to begin to see some of these natural stats and these statistics around youth violence and suicide, Lord, that we are going to begin to see in the next year to two, Lord, a decrease in those statistics because of the spiritual cultivation and the spiritual growth and nourishment and development that is happening in households and communities, not just in the church, Father. We have to stop relying on other people, Lord, to disciple and train our children, Father. So I thank you for the strategies that will be released, Lord. I thank you for just even the scriptures and the different devotionals, Lord, that you will begin to place in front of parents and husbands and wives and, and, and just those who listen to the podcast, Father. And those who listen to the replay, Lord, and those who may have been on tonight, Father, I thank you, Lord, that they have taken notes, Lord, that you have been speaking to their heart, Lord, that there's going to be something that even tomorrow they're going to be excited about speaking to their children about, Lord. And I pray, Father, that they even press even when the kids are, are, are being resistant, Lord, and apprehensive, Father, about this newfound quality time with, with their family or with their parent, or with their mother, or with their father in the presence of God, Lord, that they still, that we still as parents press forward in ensuring that we are doing what you have asked us to do, Lord, and that is training our children up, Father. <clears throat> Parenthood, Father, is not a gift that we take lightly, Lord. It is truly a, a honor and a privilege, Lord, to, to steward your children, Father, to be a mother and a father, whether it's natural or spiritual, Lord, whether it's stepmother, whether it's stepfather, whether it's adopted mother or father, whatever it is, Father, we don't take it lightly, Lord, that we want to do all things so that it brings you glory, Father, that even right now, Lord, I pray that you speak to those parents who are battling depression and anxiety in their children, Father. I 
bind that spirit in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray right now, Lord, that you release your perfect love upon their children's mind, Lord, that you begin to release peace and a newfound joy upon their children's mind, Lord, that their children begin to see who they are in Christ, Lord, that they begin to walk in a newfound boldness, Lord, that their parents and their teachers and their counselors and their therapists, Lord, they won't even know what has happened to them, Lord, but we will know, Father, that it is you that has got a hold of them, Lord, that it is you that has got a hold of their parents, Lord, that their parents have begun to speak and declare scriptures over their lives, Lord, that they've begun to gather them around the dinner table, Father, to speak about you, Lord, to learn about you, Lord, to grow in your word, Lord. So I thank you right now, Lord. I thank you right now, Lord. I thank you right now, Lord, for what you're doing in our youth, Father. Raise them up, Lord. Mm, raise them up, Father, to be mighty men and women, Father. Mighty men and women, Lord. Powerful vessels in your hand, Lord. Vessels of honor, Lord. I pray that you train them up, Father, that you that you, that you impress upon their heart the, the, the need to be pure, Father. The need to keep their bodies pure, Father. I bind, Lord, even the spirit of addiction that hovers over our youth, Father. That spirit of addiction on substances and sex and food, Father. We bind that spirit in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah, Lord. I just thank you, Father. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you even right now, Lord. We're going to praise you in advance, Lord, for the transformation that we're going to begin to see in our own children, in our own household, in our own communities, Father, that is going to catch a fire, Lord. And before we know it, youth everywhere are going to be declaring your name, Lord. It is really, truly, Lord, your word that says that every knee shall bow, Father, that every tongue shall confess, Lord, that you are Lord, Father. So I thank you right now, Father. I thank you for all that you have downloaded through me and shared through me, Father, tonight, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. I praise your name, Lord, for just all you're doing in this season, Lord. I pray for just the strength of my parents, Lord. I pray for the strength of those who are uh, who are, are even watching over or, or um, raising children who aren't their own, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you encourage their heart, Lord, that you let them know, Father, that they are not alone, Lord. I pray a specific prayer to our single moms, Lord, to my single dads, Lord, that you begin to remind them, Lord, that they can rely on you, Father, for strength, Lord, that your grace is sufficient, Lord, that it looks like they are at the end of their ropes, Lord, that it looks like that they have nothing left to give, but it is then and only then, Lord, that you kick in, Father that we know without a doubt it is you who has allowed us to go over the finish line, Lord, that it is you who has allowed us to go to make it through the week, Lord, where we had nothing left, Father, depleted, Lord. I pray that you recharge every weary soul right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you give them rest, Lord, not just physical rest, Lord, but a spiritual rest over their heart, Lord, over their mind, Lord, just over their thoughts, Lord, that they have just been in their own head, Lord, negative seeds being planted by the enemy, Father. We uproot every negative seed that is spoken over my single moms and single dads in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. It is in your precious and mighty name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I thank you so much for joining tonight's lesson. 
this episode will be on um, this study for December will be, and this is a special study. This is actually our second study this month. Uh, again, this is a topic that was heavy on the Lord's heart. So this episode will be uploaded onto our Women of Grace and Faith podcast. And so I pray, pray, pray that this really ministered to you. This truly ministered to me. And I am just so in awe and so just so honored by just all that the Lord is just sees fit to share with us as parents to ensure that we are training up our children in a way that is pleasing to him and in a way that allows them to be firmly rooted and grounded in their faith. So I love you all until we meet again. It is, it, it is in Christ that I live. Blessings to you all. Have a good night.